This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, Wall Street continuing to be a focus right now, and it's been quite a run as of late. Uh, the NASDAQ, which was uh, up over 16,000 back in mid-November, is down uh, about 25% since then. The Dow Industrial Average hit 37,000, almost 37,000 on January the 4th. That same day, the S&P 500 uh, uh, hit 48.18. Both of those are down double digits since then. And all of this is the Federal Reserve uh, moving uh, benchmark rates higher to try and deal with soaring inflation. What to make of it all? Well, only one person we would turn to, and that's Professor Jeremy Siegel of the Wharton School. Jeremy, great to talk to you again. Happy to talk to you, Dan. How do you make what, I mean, obviously there are so many factors on the downside, on the negative here lately that are impacting this, but what are you making of this latest run? And maybe more importantly, maybe a little bit of a crystal ball, what are you looking at over the months ahead? Well, as you, as you know, I had been predicting this inflation for a long time. I think I was on your show once uh, a year ago on, on this, when I saw the monetary burst that was unprecedented that followed uh, the pandemic, I said, it's just going to come inflation, you know, 18 to 24 months later. So a lot of this inflation is baked in because of the monetary growth and the Fed totally missed it. Uh, they, you know, and now they're playing catch up. Uh, they're still too slow. They should be moving 7,500 basis points at a time. All that said, there are some little crumbs of good news in the sense that I, who follow the money supply, have noticed in the last two months, we've had a great moderation in that money supply for the first real time since the pandemic. That's what needs to be looked at and it needs to be continued. But in the meantime, you know, the, the stimulus that is put in is going to crest through and we're going to have high inflation throughout this year and into next year. And I don't really see a slowdown until 2024, to be honest. Now, what does this mean for the markets? In the long run, stock markets are, are very good hedges against inflation. I mean, the data is incontrovertible on that issue. Uh, they are real assets, they're claims on real assets and, and do well. When the monetary stimulus was put in before the actual Fed tightening, it, they do real well. <laughs> And then when the Fed tightens, they do less well. The whole thing becomes uh, they, they hedge uh, with a run up way above at the beginning and then a flattening. And then when the inflation's over, uh, a continued run up. So I'm not surprised at this at all. I do think there's some more downside. Um, I don't think, but you know, it's very hard to know for sure that the S&P will enter a bear market, which is 20%. Uh, I predicted last year that the, that the NASDAQ would enter a bear market, and it most certainly already has entered a bear market. I think, I think the S&P has a chance to avoid it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see another you know, 4 or 5% downward. And it could certainly dip down to 20 You know, Emotion in the short run you know, can certainly dominate fundamentals. With all that said, I think stocks are great long-term values. And I have been advocating um, for over a year now that people switch out of these high-duration tech stocks. And I don't necessarily mean the Microsoft, the Apple, and all those. I mean those that we might make a profit in 2025 type of stocks in the stocks that were good dividend payers and had shorter-term um, cash flows, because when you raise the discount rate, the way the Fed is doing, 
those uh, long duration assets are going to be the most hurt. So going with a, a 50 basis point increase pattern, which seems like uh, what Chair Powell is looking at, uh, obviously this month and probably the next couple of months, what does that miss then at that term? As you said, you'd like to see 75 or maybe 100 uh, to get the ball really rolling. Well, you know, uh, you know, better late than never. I mean, they, they really should have started tightening way last year. So whether they do, you know, whether they're a month or two behind now is almost not that important. The inflation is baked in. And by the way, we've had much more inflation than the official statistics have said. I think I've actually yeah. actually made that point many times. We actually had over 10% inflation uh, last year. There, uh, the reason is, is the Bureau of Labor Statistics is extremely lagged in the way it gets housing inflation into the data. So it, it's a catch up. I mean, the the, the, the housing inflation data, we, we've had 15, 20, 25% increase in the housing prices, 15, 20% increase in rentals. If you go look at the official data, it says five and 6%, yeah. but that's the way they, they do it. They only do it when it rolls over on the rental agreements. We're going to have that inflation go in, even though we really already had it, but it's going to look bad in the statistics. What we hope for is that the Fed doesn't overreact now, you know, this point is, I brought it up first, but this point has been brought up a hundred times that, you know, that, that the way it's lagged. So I don't want them to say, oh my God, we're not working. What's, you know, raised to 600, 700 basis points. If the money supply continues the last two months of moderate growth, then uh, they, they, they got to be careful about going overboard. But really to stop inflation, you need to bring that short rate, you know, let's face it, way, you know, above two and 3%. And very honestly, I think you're going to have to invert uh, the term structure, uh, long short rates over long rates. The general public is really seeing it a lot now. And, and I say it from two perspectives, if I can bring this up. One, I had talked with a friend of mine who was in the restaurant industry, and he's talking about seeing inflation 40, 50, 75% on a lot of the things that he has to, you know, purchase or deal with. I went to my favorite diner over the weekend and the breakfast bill was $77 for breakfast. And I was like, and it was me, my three kids and my mom for Mother's Day. I was shocked. And that's the thing that I think is getting a lot of people in the general public now. You know, these are topics that the public in general is really attuned. What about gasoline prices, Dan? I mean, that too. That I mean, too. You know, I mean, you know, a big car now fills up the tank. It's it's a hundred bucks, and that 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 is something you remember. Um, and uh, yeah, food. I mean, food and energy. Now they did get a bump, certainly because of the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, but it was in the works already way before that. If you take a look at the trend of these commodity prices and the demands and all the rest. Uh, and, and that's just gonna make it worse. But don't don't blame this inflation on Ukraine. I mean, maybe one or two points on it will be. It is the Federal Reserve and the federal government, which although the initial response to COVID was necessary and good, they just went overboard and overboard. Even the second Trump stimulus package was almost overboard. And then when Biden came in and did another stimulus package, that was totally unnecessary. And the Fed at that point should have, and that was early in 2021, should have said, oh no, we've got to start tightening then. But they let the money run. And so you're just compounding 
you're compounding that problem. Well, and then throw in the fact that you've got the 10-year with the yield above 3% at this point, which how long has it been since we've seen a yield on the 10-year at, at that level? Yeah, it's been yeah three or four years. Um, although I, I remember, because I'm old enough, uh, that uh, I, I didn't even think we'd ever get the 10-year down to 3% because I remember it's 16%. But uh uh, yeah, in terms of relative past, I, I think the uh, how long, how high will the long rate go? I don't think it's going to go much above three and a half to four, um, uh, very honestly, um, because uh, even even though I think I, because I think they'll bring inflation down. Don't forget the 10 years, not just this year, next year's inflation is 10 years. Yep. I don't think we're going to get back very honestly to a 2% inflation regime. I, I really think the Fed... I think we're going to go into a 3%. They're going to say they're going to have a 2% target, but really the long run is going to be more like three. And then, by the way, there's some economists that actually said that that's a better target given our economy than a 2%. But that's that's another topic for another day. Now, nonetheless, I think you got to bring the short rate really much higher. You got to monitor that money supply, make sure. I don't, I don't want to see it declining. The last two months have been moderate, four, four and a half percent increases which is good. If we can keep on that path, then we will in 12, 18 months begin to get this inflation under control. Right. So let me circle back with that because you're really, I think, one of the few people, if the only person I've heard to this point say inflation 2024. It's really been the consensus that I've heard from a lot of people that by mid 23, 2023, maybe the third quarter, that we're going to start to get it. You're you're really believing that we're talking about some point in 2024 that we'll start to get a handle on this. Well, I, I think we'll get a handle on it and it'll, it'll go down, but not down to, to some of the two and three percents. I think it could be four to five, which is lower than the eight and a half that we have now. You know, the whole question of uh, where we at peak inflation was a little bit, uh, I mean, Oh, we might have been at peak year over year inflation, but it won't make you feel good if it's seven and a half in December and the next December it's six and a half, right? I mean, that's still terrible. So yeah. whether it's you know technically a peak or not, I just think it will, it may be peak or near peak, but, uh, but I just don't think it's going to be brought down as much and certainly not down to that 2% level that, um, uh, you know, that uh, Powell is talking about without a severe recession, which, you know, if things really fall off, uh, you know, he would he would have to uh, ease up well before that. And then we basically have been, you know, we'll be stuck into a ratchet of a three percent type of a, of, a, of an inflation um, uh, pattern, which I think is a tolerable inflation pattern in, in the long run. Uh, actually, um, it's well above their official target. So quickly, about 30 seconds, if you can, it, it, where are you on recession right now? Well, I'll tell you what I say, Dan. Uh, Dan. I say recession in 2023 is a 50% probability. So as a result, I can't be wrong. <laughs> That's a great way to play it. Both, both sides of the fence. I appreciate that, Professor. <laughs> thank you. Hey, great to have you with us as always. Thanks very much for a few moments. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you. Professor Jeremy Siegel of the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.